Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Hello, everyone. God bless you. Welcome to the Prophetic News Radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. And this is Susan Puzio, and uh, we are going to be having a special guest today, Phil Armstrong from the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. So stay tuned. We'll be bringing Phil on in uh, a few minutes. Uh, I also want to let you know that we are here every Saturday at 1 p.m., Eastern Standard Time on the Prophetic News Radio Broadcast, Blog Talk Radio. Also on Monday, we are here on the Prophecy Zone Radio Network at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. Also, uh, we have a YouTube video site, uh, and our YouTube channel is Jonah T for Tom 48. So uh, you could go to YouTube and check out our videos. And we have a website, propheticnews.com. There's some great articles there. Oh, it'll keep you busy for a long time if you like to read and do investigating to find out what's going on in the world today. And uh, I I know I get so many... um, things that I look at on uh, Facebook and on the Drudge Report, uh, different news stories, things that people post. And uh, this week, um, somebody had posted a video from um, a guy who calls himself a pastor. I don't know. I have to use that term loosely where this man is concerned. But uh, anyway, he... He has a church in, uh, I guess it's South Carolina, and he he actually has the nerve to insult people that come there on Sunday. They they come there to uh, listen to the pastor insulting them. Oh, dear. He, He actually told the people that some people were complaining because they didn't like the music. Well, uh, some of the music is weird in some of the churches, very weird. Uh, They're supposed to be worshiping God, but it sounds sometimes like uh, you're at a punk rock concert and the music's so loud that uh, you have to cover your ears. So uh, anyway... He said that some people get up and and they're walking around during the service and they have to go in the back maybe to get away from the noise. And uh, he told the people, and excuse me, I'll spell out the word, I won't even say it. He he told the people that you, S-U-C-K, this is how he's talking to the congregation, you S-U-C-K if uh, you don't like the music. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you know, if I was sitting in that congregation, uh, I think that everybody at that point should have, they should have got up from their seat, grabbed their kids, their coats, their hats, their gloves, whatever, their pocketbooks, and ran, <laughs> hit the door running. I mean, come on, give me a break. There's something wrong with this guy. And there's something wrong with those people that are sitting there in that congregation that they would actually listen to somebody talking to them like that. Uh, Here, I've got his name. His name is Perry Noble. Yep, 
Perry Noble. So we will make Perry Noble a uh, the pimp of the week. We were are giving him the coveted pimp of the week award for uh, insulting his congregation. And uh, then he also uses the word, this is a Sunday morning sermon. Uh, he also uses the word C-R-A-P uh, during a, a Sunday morning sermon. Uh, well, I think if you're preaching a sermon in a church, uh, you shouldn't use that word. You should try to use nice words. Um, but anyway, then there was a um, a pastor, Robert Morris, a pastor of the Gateway Church, and I think that church is in Texas. Anyway, Robert Morris tells people that he is going to give them, if they will tithe for one year, to Gateway Church, and if and if they don't get any breakthroughs or anything like that in their finances, that he will give them a money back guarantee. Now, <laughs> that sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? Since, well, in the first place, we can't bribe God. Will a man bribe God? No. So, uh, but Robert is telling the people that. They'll be cursed if they don't give their ten percent. And uh, now, just imagine that. Um, I can't imagine it for one minute. And, I mean, in, in all reality, and any clear-thinking Christian individual, that you can imagine that God Almighty Himself or any parent would curse their child because they didn't give them ten percent of their income. Uh, that's just ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. So uh, those are the two I found interesting items in the news today um, as far as so-called pastors are concerned. There was also uh, another pastor, I used the term loosely there too, in I think he's in Jacksonville. And anyway, his Sunday morning uh sermon, which I wouldn't even call it a sermon, his Sunday morning Broadway production was, he's about a 60-year-old man and uh, quite overweight, actually, and he, he, he played, they put stripper music on, they're play, actually playing stripper music on a Sunday morning, and this is the pastor's so-called sermon, and then he he starts doing a striptease, taking his coat off and dancing up on the platform. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm amazed. I'm just amazed every day at the things that I'm seeing and what they call church. Oh, dear. I mean, you're better off staying home and uh, talking to your dog than going over and, and being a part of this such foolishness. Uh, what they like to think or say in the name of Jesus. But I'm going to bring bring in on my guest, Phil Armstrong, and uh, I also want you to know that this is a live call-in show and we have the chat room open. If you have any comments or questions uh, for myself or Phil today, the call-in number is 914-338-1620. And so uh, we'll be taking your calls live today. And I'll bring on my guest, Phil Armstrong. Hi, Phil. Bring on my guest. Hi, Phil. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm still trying to figure out how to work this new switchboard. So let me see if I can get Phil on here. Hi, Phil. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Okay. We're going to try again. Hi, Phil. Nope. No, Phil. I don't know. Let me see. Uh, just give me a minute here. I'm trying to work this new switchboard. It It's uh, a little confusing. Where is my guest? Phil Armstrong. Live. Phil, if you if you if you're on, just say hi. Because I can't uh, get for some reason it's not bringing him up. So uh, let me uh, see if I can get this switchboard to work, and we'll be bringing Phil on. But uh, it doesn't seem to be working. I have no clue why. So, uh, anyway, while I'm trying to get this switchboard to work, uh, we we are having a uh, debt crisis in uh, in this country, and. Uh, What's going on with that? What is going on with the debt crisis? What do you think that's going to uh, mean to the uh, financial markets in this country? I don't know. Um, Anyway, I'm still trying to get this. Still trying to get Phil up here. I don't know what's happening with the switchboard, but <clears throat> it doesn't want to bring him up. Um, Phil, if you're listening, maybe you should hang up and try to call in again. For some reason, it doesn't want to bring you up. Hi, Phil. Hey, Susan. Oh, there he is. Okay. It finally yeah, got I had to. Uh, I had a mic hooked up to the uh, computer, and oh, and it wasn't to, working. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so many. It's a couple of switches on the mic. Yeah, that, that happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you're here because I, I was thinking, what is wrong with this switchboard? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, I'm glad you're well, on, and and we also do have a caller. On the yeah. line, so we'll be getting to the caller. Just hold on for a few minutes, caller, and uh, we'll be taking your call. It looks like the 209 area code, so uh, we'll be taking your call in about two minutes. Um, Phil, I wanted to ask you what do you what would you like to discuss today? What is on your heart? Well, it's a it's it's a busy world. Um, there's a lot of things going on. Um, uh, it seems to be converging. A lot of things seem to be converging, you know, seem to be converging on uh, it seems to me, especially in the debt crisis, uh, uh, it, it just, everything seems to be converging on a certain point. Now, I don't know what time the, the, it is, but uh uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see some uh, things uh, transpire, and not because I'm predicting any special event or anything like that. I'm just saying, as far as it, it, it can even go on longer than it's been, you know, it can go on for another year or two. But uh, I, I think it's more for me, it's exhaustion of politicians <laughs> that come on Play and they game. get elected every four years and yeah. it seems to be the same politics. Yeah. Uh, we need to pray for our president, we need to pray for the Congress, we need to pray for our leaders. Um but um you're telling me the only thing you can actually do is go to Congress and and either raise or lower taxes, um, either create 
um, a stimulus package or not create a stimulus package. Um, you're telling me that the only thing you can do is actually address the nation. Um, these are things that um, presidents do. Of course, this one does. Um, it hasn't changed. Um, it, does politics allow or disallow someone to... Um, what I mean by politics is, is, is the status quo. Uh, does not allow you to go outside of the status quo. And you have a lot of um, politicians who run on the premise that I am outside, I'm out, I'm outside of Washington. I don't belong to Washington, you know, <laughs> and as if that's supposed to change anything. And yeah. they end up doing the same exact they thing. They end up doing the same thing in partisan politics instead of looking yeah. out for the interest of the people. Yeah, now what does this have to do with the end times? Um, to me, it seems as if Capitol Hill, and, and I, I can't speak for, you know, it, my environment and, and where I've been for the last 20 years, but it seems like to me Capitol Hill has, um, I, I, every every organization has its clique. But yeah. it seems to me that Capitol Hill is more of a environment that is encompassed by cliques and and individuals who live in their bubbles. And as long as you, as long as I get a retirement, I'm fine. As long as I get my pricks from these corporations that I'm lobbying for, I'm fine. I, yeah. I, I mean, good to go. So I guess I could have said it quicker by saying we Capitol Hill is a selfish environment. It is yeah. a selfish environment. It is not God-fearing. And it's, it's a few Christians up there, but for the most part, everybody's up there for themselves. Yeah. And if that's the case, and then, uh, and of course I believe in secret societies. I mean, uh, I mean, gee, gee, people say, well, you believe in conspiracies. You're a conspiracy freak. Well, to kill Jesus, it was a conspiracy. Yeah. So for me to believe that there is a conspiracy is not the conspiracy. You know, to, for me to believe that there is a conspiracy <laughs> yeah. probably true. You know, I can well, there's a lot going on that we yeah. can't see. I mean, obviously, because it, it it's it's a show. And it, and it's a, it, it is there's some great actors in the in the production. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of acting going on and uh, yeah. not too yeah. much being accomplished. But anyway, let's take this caller, Phil, and see okay. what the caller has to say. Uh-huh. Hopefully I can get this caller on. I want to make sure it's not me. Because <laughs> I, I might have not hung up yet. <laughs> oh, is that used from 209? Uh, I don't please. think so. It Hello? Hello, yeah, caller? Yes. Yes, Hi. I love uh, live radio. It, it reminds me of uh, live television from the 50s. <laughs> you know, you never know what might happen. And so, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I'm amongst friends here. I, uh, I've been studying the tithing doctrine for a number of years uh, and uh, I've got lots to say on it and don't know where to begin, but since I want to stay current with the uh, the topic and with your uh, your guest, I was going to be your substitute guest, but now that you found the <laughs> guest, I guess I should come up with something. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, well, we could we could talk a little bit about the tithing doctrine because I think it does pertain. It really does pertain to. Uh, it's kind of a parallel uh, of the selfishness that we just talked about oh. in government. Uh, where it, it, it's it's all about me, and yeah. uh, it's the same thing with the pastor and the church. It's it's not about the congregation or the the unsaved people out there. It's just it becomes all about me. Yeah. And uh, in your studies of the uh, tithing doctrine, then uh, give us a short uh, oversight of what you found out. Okay. Well. Um, uh, you know, Jesus taught us to uh, serve 
he says, the greatest amongst you will be the servant of all. Yes. And uh, people who are servants don't normally present a bill to those who are they are serving. <laughs> That's a good uh, way to put it. What, what they do rely upon those whom they are serving to, at their will and at their whim, give them something. You know, I mean, I'm thinking of slaves in the classic sense. I mean, they, they survived on what was given them. But that's the, the thing about being a servant is you you really do rely upon uh, others to uh, to give. I mean, that's that's my idea of what a servant yeah. would be. And tithing is uh, somewhat different. It's uh, really uh, looking for equality for those uh, who got no portion of the land and so they actually got the best part of the deal uh, because God was offering himself uh, to them and the Levites got him I think it is in the prophets where it says uh, as as much as that that uh, that uh, God gave himself to them and uh, and they didn't want it. They wanted, they wanted something more tangible. So they got the land, and uh, yeah. So um, uh, that's uh, how I would, you know, be topical uh, with the with the with the guest is about uh, the politicians in Washington uh, generally are looking out for number one, and the politicians in the church, are, right. Kind of following the same pattern. Yes. That is looking out for their own interests and not the interests of the uh, congregation. Yeah. Now, now talking about what I've found um, in my studies on tithing, um, there are several prophecies in the Bible on what we are seeing today. This is not something that has taken God by surprise. It's not as though God is saying that, uh, oh, gee, I, I didn't really mean for them to use the tithing doctrine in that way. Uh, this is not taking God by surprise. And uh, uh, there's actually several prophecies in the Bible dealing with what we are seeing today. And I would say uh, really to find out about the, uh, what's going on, you would look to Paul the Apostle who warned us of uh, wolves. Yes. And if you look up the uh, Old Testament, it's in uh, the prophet Ezekiel that tells us about what wolves are after. And the number one thing that wolves are after uh, is money. Yes. So if these wolves are to be found in the church, and they're after money, uh, my question is, uh, to the wolves, is uh, how, what do you feel about tithing? And uh, a wolf would not answer, well, I feel that was abrogated by the New Testament and is no longer applicable today. A wolf's, a wolf's uh, position on tithing would be, uh, absolutely, you better give it or else. Yeah, or else. That that would be their position. Yes. And well, uh, there's a companion verse to this. Uh, another thing about wolves is that they uh, advocate violence. Uh, it will eventually go to violence uh, with a wolf. Uh, because that's uh, where it mentions the blood. It says that they shed blood. And uh, really at the tithing... Uh, if you're to look at tithing, if you looked at Caiaphas, Caiaphas uh, sat atop the, the tithing pyramid and uh, and there was blood on his hands. And the blood that was on his hands as the chief Levite was uh, the blood of Christ himself. Yes. Well, we're, the, we'll be uh, doing more programs in the future. We've, all, we've already done uh, a few programs on uh, tithing and we will uh -huh. be doing a few more programs. So, I want to thank you for calling in today 
And, sure. Uh, I, uh, you know, I've got several books, and they're all written in my head, and I'd, I'd like to uh, go through some of the titles with you at some time, but well, they're in the future. Not, Things are going very slow. Within the next slow. few weeks, I'll tell you what, we'll have a, a program on tithing and look for it on my uh, show page. And I would love to, uh, we'll, you know, call in again, and we will, you know, give it a whole hour to talk about it, Okay. Okay, well, thank you, Susan, and I just want to say keep uh, keep up the good fight uh, with what you're doing, and thank you. I believe you're I'm going coming. to be joined by uh, many. Thank you. Thank you sure. very much for that. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling in and taking your time, and be looking out for that program. We will do another whole hour on uh, the tithing doctrine. It will be interesting, so God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, Phil, so... Um, I wanted to um, uh, comment on something he had said, um, and it is in, uh, I think it was in Jeremiah, about the uh, one thing that uh, that the Old Testament prophets wanted to do is uh, shed blood. And I just want to iterate on the day's version of shedding blood is um, the doctrine, um, the, the God. Um, God had put a, a focus on uh, and an emphasis on doctrine, the correct doctrine. Um, and uh, when you alter, when you're greedy for money, first of all, you had to have a reason to get that way. So that means your doctrine was messed up. So yeah. in today's modern way of shedding blood, uh, you come up with your own uh, fantasies of what the another gospel, and you get your congregation to believe that gospel. And easily put, if the congregation goes after that doctrine and says it's true, then it's pretty much shedding of blood because you're gonna somebody's blood is gonna be required for you to go to heaven. It is either going to be Jesus' blood or it's going to be your blood going and you're going to be burning in the lake of fire. So if a pastor gives you the wrong doctrine or if a pastor leads you down the wrong path, he's leading you over the cliffs of hell. So um, that's what it means (laughs) to shed blood in modern day. He's just giving the wrong doctrine. You're greedy for gain. You're greedy for... You know, you want to fleece the flock, so you give them the wrong gospel. And and if you listen to a lot of um, TBN and some of these, uh, I was listening to Vern. I told you about Jordan. Uh, what's his name? Um, Prophet of oh, Jordan. Oh, please. I mean, that, I was listening to me. I had a friend listen to because I got to go record. I had to record it because it was just ridiculous. Well, we were sitting down there, and he, my my buddy, was just lot. I mean, he was just tickled pink. Some of the stuff that they were saying because he had um, Carlton Pearson on there. Oh, really? You know how he is. And check this out. Check this out, Susan. They were all around the table talking, right? Yeah. And Prophetess Jordan was saying, he was saying something about God. He was saying, God, uh, something, something, she doesn't care what you. He called her a she, actually, and I forgot what he actually oh. said. He called God a she. Now, if that's not a parameter of how far this guy is off and how yeah. far Martin Pearson and everybody else that was on their little bitty um, platform is pretty much off. So they are shedding blood. I mean, eventually yeah. that's what they're doing. They're, 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 they're fleecing the flock. They're, they're destroying uh, individuals because these people are going after their doctrine. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, let's, let's, I want to just talk a little bit about um, getting back to the debt crisis, but um, we're not to pick. Yeah, so, so what do you think it's all about, this whole debt crisis? Well, it, the, the United States, and I hate beating a dead horse, but people have to hear this. Unfortunately, we kill more babies than the Old Testament can even come close to. 
Um, we sell more pornography. We look at more pornography. Um, look at our look at our sitcoms. Um, our sitcoms. The Bible says that the eye is the is the is the um, is the floodgate of life. Yeah. I mean, whatever you whatever coming in your eye, and whatever you're seeing and taking in, that's what you are. So the culture is deprived and depraved. Um, that's where we are. I was listening to a radio program yesterday, and they were talking about what um, the church, um, what, why is the church numbers? Why is people? Why, why, why is the attendance of church down? And I thought the the, the guest on the show was going to say, um, you know, you know, he's going to come up with something to do with sin, but most of most of the things that he came up with is what we were watching, which is like he was saying one of the people that was the number one reason was T D Jakes and and his his form of preaching. And and then another person he was saying that, uh, the reason why uh attendance were down is because of old things. Now he he commended television for a good you know, for somebody who you know, was in a wheelchair or couldn't get get to church, that was fine. Yeah. But um, what he was saying is uh, a lot of the preachers on television, uh, including Rick Warren, uh, and, you know, they have the books in the bookstore, these guys are bringing in heresies, uh, which, uh, and, and they're also selling the social gospel simultaneously. And he's also saying, follow the music. When you start having music in your church that involves rock and rap and and all these things, uh, uh, those things start to affect. And we all know that um, these things start to affect. If you're a true believer, uh, if you're a true person who is trying to learn why things are happening, you know, people are departing from the faith. Yeah. Um, they're giving heed to seducing spirits and doctors of de- devils. Yeah. Now, a lot of people believe that seducing spirits can be doctrine, you know, a funny-sounding funny doctrine or something like that. But the Bible spoke a lot in Proverbs about being lazy. Yeah. And it also <laughs> talked about, look at the ants. Right. You know, so uh, another gospel I'm a, I, this is what me and my buddy were talking about, yes, brother in Christ was talking about yesterday. To depart from the faith, you do not need to depart from a faith because a witch came up to you and said, you want to be a witch? Or or some, you know, preacher said, now we must be saved if you drink this bottle of honey, you know, <laughs> something like that. That's not, yeah. you can lose your salvation just for the seducing spirit to say, okay, it's time to go to the beach. Or it's time, let's go to the football game. You're going to miss the football game if you go to church. Or if you don't, if, I mean, seducing spirits do not have to be seducing in doctrine. It can be seducing in just flat-out flesh when you're yeah. lazy and you just don't want to do what God wants you to do. And God, he, he particularly is supposed to be both Lord and Savior. So if we're not if we're not doing what Jesus said in that word, and a lot of us are lazy and we don't even want to pick up the word of God. Yeah. So the flesh is lazy. Yeah. And if the flesh is not tamed, he says, "What did Paul say?" He says, "He says I I, I bring my body under subjection." He says, "Well, well, if 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 it's Christ is doing all the work, why would?" Paul had to bring his body under subjection. It's because we are to be submitted to God, and he's bringing his body under subjection to the submission of God. Uh-huh. So if we stand, it, 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 what, did, what did the Bible say about a horse? To don't don't be like the horse who has to be, you know, tamed. You want to be submissive to God. So that's what Paul said, I bring my body under subjection. So getting back to the, 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 the laziness of the church, you have to 
see, what these preachers have done is that they have taken heaven and hell and isolated the two. Let's talk about heaven, that's fine, but hell does not exist. They have isolated those two. So they have also isolated what we should think about God, him, the person of God. So if they, if they can do that and get us to think that God is this or that or some weak person or even, like I said earlier, she or, or a female, or if, yeah. if they can break your your that's why they keep you that's why the demons want to keep you that's why the devil wants to keep you away from the bible because it's truth and the truth will set you free so if you start reading the bible Susan uh you're going to be aware of how you're supposed to walk and talk and and, and act and then you're going to uh do the right thing so what these what the what the show I was listening to yesterday was saying was that these pastors that are 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 on the rise today or already risen today or whatever they are leading their flock astray by bringing in heresies the doctrines that does not exist in Galatians chapter one it says if someone preaches another doctrine uh, they are accursed. Yeah. So the end times. I mean, it, 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 it's 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 a lot of things, Susan. Also, um, there is a there there are people who are very much interested in Bible prophecy, and and for anybody listening to my show, the prophecy zone, I'm going to tell you: do not fall in love with prophecy. Fall in love with Jesus first, and then you can fall in love with prophecy. Um, but what what God does is in in, in Matthew twenty five, He talks about five ver- uh, ten versions, five four five had oil, five didn't. There's a preparational state. There's a preparation that we have to 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 enter into. It should be a life thing. It should always be. You should always be ready. You should always be close to the Lord. You should always be walking. But we know how life is. We got distractions. But we need to have a alertness that Christ can come back at any moment. That way we will not fall into these traps because we would obey what God said in First Timothy chapter 4 when he said, to, to, he warned us about these seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. We would be prepared. We, we would be on the watch. We would be looking. We would be making sure. We would be preparing ourselves. See, see, there's a big movement to say that there is no rapture of the church. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a response from the chat room without even looking at the screen. Um, <laughs> there is no rapture of the church. Without a rapture, there is no imminency and there's no sustained preparation. Because if you see the Antichrist rise up, if you see the Antichrist rise up, and if you see the false prophet calling fire from the sky, and you see the mark of the beast, and you see all these things, you, you're going to eventually know the day and hour, at least close to it, because the tribulation period would have ran out of seven, seven years. So there is no preparation, but what? But getting to the people, see, and then people look at the rap, people who believe in the rapture as the wrong ones, the ones who who are looking for escape mechanism. If my house was burning up, Susan, I would want to get out of my house. I don't want to stay in and show somebody how brave I am. You know, if I if I if I get into a car wreck, me and my wife get into a car wreck, or my, me and my family, or me and some of my friend get into a car wreck. I'm, I'm not going to say, uh, 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 get out the car. You know, he's saying, get out the car, Phil. Get out the car. The car is going to blow up in a couple of seconds. you got to get out the car. I want to show you how tough I am. You know, hey, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I'm looking for escape mechanism, and it's called the rapture of the church. Now, to to to, to sum what I'm saying up is is to be ready. If I know a football game, the Lions, they, I mean, they're going to the NFL next week. They're going to start playing. The first yeah. game is sometime in September. The first game is sometime in September. 
if the lockout continues and someone knocks on the door or the RB football player says, yo, you got 30, sec- 30 minutes to come out here and play this football game, nobody's going to be prepared. No. So they have a thing that is called a schedule. And each team is prepared to play 16. They didn't change the schedule, so it's still 16 games. Uh Each team is prepared to play 16 games. And then when you go to the playoffs and and then the Super Bowl, you know exactly when the Super Bowl is going to take place. But as a a child of God, there should be an alertness and an imminency and inside of you that makes you go out and witness, that makes you go out and start radio programs, that makes you go out and do YouTube videos, that make you go out and pass out tracts or give to the homeless or get, or, or, or send to a ministry uh, that needs it, that's not fleecing the flock. It makes you want to do those things because if you know that the Antichrist has got to show up first and then the mark of the beast has got to show up second and then 144,000 or two witnesses have to be killed on the street and then they have to send emails all over to gifts to everybody and say, hey, the two witnesses are dead, and then two witnesses have to get up and then all of a sudden meteorites have to fly and you know hit the ground and all these things, you're going to know. So if it's a time, if the, if there is a preacher rapture speaking, and, and to say it as if I'm questioning it, but I'm not. If there is a preacher rapture, and you have no idea when this is going to happen, you're going to always say, oh, "I got to be ready. I got to be ready." See, the church today is not preaching about Bible prophecy at all. The church I go to does not. You say, "Why you go to it?" Don't even ask me. I have no idea. The church that I go to are not telling people. I, I went up to the pastor today and said, "Keep." I say, "You might want to start talking about." I didn't say all this, but you might want to start talking about Bible prophecy. I, this church is huge, so the Holy Spirit is like, "Go talk to him. Go tell him." Yeah. He start talking to, him, focusing in on Bible prophecy. I didn't yeah. say when. I I did say in the, in the near future there's going to be some things that's going on, going to take place. You need to start, you know, I ain't say it like that because I respect my pastor. But we need to have an urgency to warn our families. We need to have an urgency to to, to do, to listen to the prompting of the Spirit and, 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 and stop looking for the Antichrist. Stop, stop looking for the mark of the beast. Stop looking for all of these things. What you could do, though, is to, is to watch by current events looking at Israel Looking at the, the the morality of America, looking at the the the, the uh, economy, and seeing things from a God perspective, what did He say would have to happen? What are the warning signs that the Antichrist is coming? What are the uh, warning signs that the world government is coming? We look at all of those things. That's fine, but don't look at for the Antichrist as if it absorbs you. I want to know who is it? Juan Carlos? Is it Barack Obama? Is it Elvis Tupac Shakur? I, I don't know who it is. You might not yeah. even know who it is if you make it out of here. But I guarantee yeah. you, if there is a rapture, you're going to find out who it is because if you keep looking for the Antichrist, he might leave you behind. So, uh, but let me let me sort of uh, uh, say a, couple, a few more things. Um, as far as uh, what's going on. Now, now I, with all of that being said, kind of put that to the side, I'm going to say some strange stuff that's going to make people like, what are you talking about? There's a comment headed this way, and um, Chris did a, uh, Chris Week did a uh, show on it called Planet X. Yeah. There is, there is a uh, comment headed this way and it's scheduled to enter our stratosphere on August 3rd, so it will be seen by the, the the telescopes. Sometime in September, it'll be seen by the naked eye. Okay. Um, this thing is, they don't know the size of it. Some people are saying it's, it's three moons. Some people are saying it's three planet Earths. But this thing is supposed to be a comet. Um, now, it's headed for our uh, uh, solar system, and it's going to be here, and it's going to be visible to the naked eye sometime in the middle of, of September. Now look at these. Look at this date, September eleventh, two thousand and eleven. Uh-huh. It's going to be doing something. Now you can go check all this stuff out that I'm saying, 
You can go to NASA website, or you can just put in the, the, the satellite, the, the comet is called Elanine. Now, stay with me here. Uh, the Bible says in Luke 21 that there should be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars on earth, yeah. distress of nation with perplexity, the seas roaring. I'm not reading I'm just saying it verbatim. The seas roaring. Um, the seas and the waves are roaring. Okay, this is hurricane season also. Now, yes, what they're yeah. saying that could have happened, and I think it did because I already went on to a computer program module online and seen the alignments of these planets. It's on on uh, March 11, 2011, was a Japanese uh, earthquake. I think that's the date, 2015. But anyway, the thing lined up. And, and what happened is the comet lined up with Earth and I think Mars or Mercury, and yeah. the earthquake happened. So imagine if this thing moves like 20, it's supposed to be at its closest in October 16, 21 million miles from the Earth. But in the middle of September, it's going to be like the same distance from the moon. So if this thing is big as they say it is, and it caused that much havoc, um, they ca it caused that much problems being that far away because it was not in our solar system at the time of the Japanese earthquake. And this thing is dating way back to September when an astronomer, and it's just like Deep Impact. Anybody out there, go look at Deep Impact. Deep, Deep Impact is some stuff. Well, anyway, uh, Deep Impact is the same thing. you got a black president. I mean, it's creepy. But anyway, here's what the... Here's here's the parallel with the Bible. The Bible says that there's going to come a time when he, God himself should send the world a strong delusion that they'll believe the lie. Yeah. On, on, and I'm not choosing any days. I'm not picking a day. I'm just trying to tell you. This is my belief. It, just because it's my belief don't mean I'm picking a day. Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, is the next uh, feast. Now, Jesus fulfilled four feasts when he first got here. Pentecost, Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruit, and Pentecost. Pentecost entered the church. I mean, uh, began the church. And, and 2,000 years later, the Feast of Trumpets were in the church age. So that's why Jesus, that's why, that's why Paul said in, in Corinthians chapter 15, I think it's 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 15, it says, but we should not all seek, so we should be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that the last trump, where the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible. That's what it's talking about, the Feast of Trumpets. It says, no man knows the day and the hour. Yeah, you don't. That's what the festival is called, the festival that no man knows the day and hour. It's a two-day event. You don't know the day and hour, but you know when yeah. he's at the door. So if yeah. it's a two-day event, my mom, right now, it's 1047. Uh, and 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 here in Spokane, uh -huh. Washington, where, where you at, um, Susan? It's one forty. It's what is it? Right. One eight. Yeah. So yeah. It, you're now tonight at nine o'clock. It's going to be another day for Susan. No one knows the day and hour. And if 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 I was to say I knew the day and hour, I would be selfish because my day and hour is not not the same as somebody in Israel's day and hour. And that's God's people, and he, that's God's time clock. So if I'm saying I know the day and hour, I don't. You don't. And see, the Harold Camping thing threw all this stuff off. The generation is a 70-year generation. Psalms 90. If you read Psalms 90, he says, 70, he says three score and one, a three score and a half a score, which is 20, 20, 20, which is 60, and one more, which is 70. So he's saying a 70-year generation, and if you live to be healthy enough, you will make it for another. <laughs> so, 1948, and I'm not picking a day, please. 1948 to 2018 uh, is 70 years. He says the generation will not pass. Now, think about this. He rode on a donkey to say in Jerusalem the same time the prophets said the exact day. He was born, there was a star in the sky. The, the, the wise men saw the sky, the, the, the star, and they followed it. How did they know that? Because there's coming a time, just in the near future, when people will say, if you read, if you read uh, I think it's Zephaniah chapter 2, 
And I'll read that. I'm a, I'll read that for you. Um, this okay. show went kind of quick when I started running my mouth. I turned around, looked at the clock, and said, oh, shoot, I didn't know it was that late. But anyway, uh, I'm going to read this yeah. Zephaniah. Okay, it's interesting. I'm a, I, I just saw Zephaniah. Well, anyway, it's it's a good um, piece of scripture because it sort of points to a post. I mean, a preacher rapture. Um, Zephaniah, I'm sorry, that was Zephaniah. I'm on Zechariah. I gotta figure out which way to go. Oh, here it is. Okay, it says in Zephaniah chapter two, it says, "Gather yourselves together, ye gather together, O nation not desire." Now that's the Gentiles, nation not desire. Before the decree bring forth, before the day pass as the shaft, before the fierce anger of the Lord God comes upon you, before the day of the Lord anger comes upon you. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which hath wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be that ye shall be hid in the day of his anger. And uh, if you read um, uh, Revelation chapter 3, he's talking to the church of Philadelphia. He says, I shall keep you out of the time of testing. That's why you can't find the word church anymore And um in the rest of the gospel, I mean the rest of the revelations, and keep, and and the thing is, here's the deal. A lot of people who believe in the preacher rapture, this time I know it's correct. We get so much. I mean, I don't go after anybody. I don't go in nobody's chat room. I don't. I don't beat anybody aside the head because they're post tripper or mid tripper. I noticed the one the, the the thing about people who are pre-trib rapture, they don't go after anybody. They just stay new. They stay where they at. They keep to what they believe. I read the Bible for myself. I don't have anybody telling me my pastor. I, I don't. If if how is it that we don't have nobody's talking about Bible prophecy in any of the churches I've been to? Yeah, and I have hopped some churches. We were trying to shop around for church. Nobody talks about Bible prophecy. I was at Potter's House of Christian Fellowship Church uh, in 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 Hawaii a couple of years ago. Fifteen was about. 20, 12 years ago, they didn't talk about Bible prophecy. We had to yeah. watch movies on Thanksgiving to tell us about Bible prophecy. When I was in Oklahoma, they did not talk about Bible prophecy at all. Yeah. Today, they don't talk about all the churches I've been to. Before. Well, it's not. It's negative, you know. Yeah, it's negative. <laughs> so for somebody to say, well, you got that from some writer or Hell Lindsay or something, I, look, I cannot find the church. The church... The word church is mentioned in chapters 1, 2, and 3 of Revelations 19 times. And then he says to the church of Philadelphia, I will keep you out of the time of testing that is coming upon the whole earth. Then when the tribulation period starts in chapter 6, the word church is not mentioned anymore until, like, I think chapter 19 or 20. So... And then they come up and say, the saints, it's the saints. Well, why does he say he's going to frustrate the saints? The saints, the word saint, the definition of the word saint is set apart one. So you're telling me that Moses was belonging to the church? He was set apart. So he is he's considered set apart. So the saints, when the Antichrist is frustrating the saints, that is new born again, that's new people who who are born again. In the tribulation period, that's what that is. The elect is normally Israel, and it's also uh, people who are born again. So when when you when when he says, and I think it's Thessalonians, but it's not in the same chapters. It's not about the rapture. It's not about the tribulation period. But he says he has not appointed us for wrath. What wrath is he talking about? He's not talking about hell because hell is is individual punishment uh he says he has not appointed us to wrath that's a corporate uh punishment that means that it's a triple that means it's on the earth that means us now individuals are appointed for hell the human beings are the countries are judged here on earth but 
the result of being a part of a country that is in disobedience to God is an individual punishment to hell. So when he when the Bible, when Paul is saying he has not appointed us to wrath, he's talking about the tribulation period, a future period where there's going to be tribulation. Now, yeah, every human being, every Christian has had tribulation. Jesus said that you will have tribulation. I mean, yeah. when, when when the cat dies, the, the the car breaks down, the the spouse passed away, or the baby something happens, the baby the baby gets sick. Yeah, we will have tribulation. But for someone to argue the point, uh, we well, he said we were going to have tribulation, so that's the tribulation. I mean, like, for instance, uh, Hank Henneran, or whatever. I always say his name wrong. I don't know why. This guy speaks in terms. I like the He's cool. He's all right. But he, he uses vocabulary I do not use. I mean, you have to go look up every word he says. And to yeah. me, to me that's, 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 that's a way of showing how smart you are. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. It's like a doctor. When you go to the doctor, they use these big words because they want you to think that, they, instead of using a plain word that you can understand, they want you to think that they're a, a godlike figure. Yeah. So uh, you can understand what's wrong with you only if, only if you ask the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that that's that's true. Uh, well, I I uh, I'm glad to have come on your show. Uh, you 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 uh, caught me at the right time because I'm in the. Um, position right now of doing a lot of soul searching as far as the you know the end times and 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 the my environment that I'm around but a, a well, lot there's of a time, lot going on I mean I, I think it would be interesting to see what's going to happen with this whole debt crisis I'm sure they'll resolve it because it's it's a political issue and there's elections coming up so they'll think yeah. of something uh yeah. I don't I don't know when the whole house of cards is going to collapse but well, I, I, I'm 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 thinking that uh, September can be an interesting time um, that we live in. I'm not making any predictions, but uh, the more and more I look at the Middle East, it seems like we are headed for um, something. And also, um, when we do these shows, I'm not I'm not here uh, for myself. I'm, I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm not here to be liked. Um, I, 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 I just, that's, that's my nature. I'm going to, I'm not going to ridicule anybody or say anything, um, on purpose, you know, but, um, I, I noticed that there's a lot of division among blog talk radio Christians. Um, there's a, to, to me, I really don't bother anybody. I don't go, if I go into your, um, chat room, uh, my purpose is not to be negative. Um, I'm not talking about everybody, all the hosts out there. My 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 belief is that the Bible talks about unity, um, edifying of the saints. I there's a specific people who come on to people's chat rooms, and they just come to cause division, and they don't think God is watching. Uh, they I, I was listening to the the brother now the end begins, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, and his and his guests. I'll make this real quick because I was just looking at the time. But um, they were uh, getting harassed by this person for some reason. Blog talk uh, wouldn't let them erase the 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 the, the um, treads. Uh, and I and I think somebody from Blog Talk was messing around with them, um, honestly. But the treads were just disgusting. Yeah. But, but when when Christians come on and just always. Divisive. I got. To, I can. I can name some people right now. One couple of them in the chat room, where, uh, well, at least one of them, where they're always negative, and I'm like, why are you even in the chat room? You know. But to, to, I'm sorry, I had to end it like that. But it, it, it's just to me, it's just kind of weird. I mean, well, you know, I, it, I, it, I think it's a it's a way for people to get their opinions out. So I mean, it doesn't yeah, okay. bother me as long as they, I mean, as long as there's no uh, profanity or anything. Yeah. If somebody wants to voice their opinion, yeah. I don't mind, yeah. uh, just, you know, seeing what they have to say because I, I think that my my opinions and my doctrines have changed over the years yeah. with the help of some of God's good people. 
and uh, God's wonderful Holy Spirit. So, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, people have their comments. I get all kinds of crazy comments on YouTube. I, I leave them up except ones that, uh, like I said, the ones with profanity. And if they're threatening me in any way, I just take them down. But yeah. I let them say what they want to say. Yeah, thank and you for having me on the show, though. Uh, yeah, you know, really uh, yeah, Phil, you're always a great guest. And tomorrow night, what time is your program tomorrow night? Uh, it's going to be at 6, 6 o'clock, okay. 9 o'clock yours. And then we're having a round table? Are you having something uh, like that? No, not necessarily. I'm just going to have a few guests. Okay. So tomorrow okay. night at 6 o'clock, that's Pacific time. Yep. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. And then you've also got a website and a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's www.pzrn.org. And also, um, that's also um, www.prophecyzoneradionews.com. Okay. And uh, Facebook, you're open for anybody to come onto your Facebook page? Yeah, I just asked to join. Uh, it's, it's prophecy zone. Uh, it's a couple of them though. You have to find the right one. It's kind of, I kind of wish I would have never did that. But <laughs> prophecy zone uh, is a group. Not, it's not the uh, page. It's just a group. We yeah. got like 100 men- members. Yeah. Yep. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. And uh, there's just so much to talk about. Uh, yeah. We didn't even scratch the surface yet, but we'll be doing more programs in the future. And uh, yes, I want to thank you so much. Thanks, Phil. And I want to thank everybody for listening today and everybody that came into the chat room and had made comments. Thank you very much for stopping by. And uh, we want to let you know that Jesus Christ loves you. He is a Savior. He is a Redeemer. And uh, He wants you to know Him He wants to give you a new life, and uh, I know one of the best ways to get to know Jesus is to ask him to come into your life, ask him to forgive you of your sins, because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, he can forgive you and give you a brand new life, a life of hope and peace and joy. And that no matter what we see coming on the earth, that we know that Jesus Christ will see us through. So we want to uh, ask you to give your life to Jesus today. He really does love you more than any human being can ever love you. He He gives you unconditional love and acceptance. So that's the reason we do these programs, really, is to inform people, but also to let them know about the free gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Jesus said you must be born again and you must be born first of your mother and then born of the Spirit of God. And it it is a real experience. It is real. And you will change. You will be different. And uh, open your Bible today and start reading the Bible and, and let that Word of God wash you clean and renew your mind with the Word of God. So, This is Susan Puzio, and I want to thank you again for dropping by, and uh, be blessed today. Bye-bye. I'm going to a city that's set on a hill, its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city, and it's set on a hill. I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there Oh, I'm going to a city, it lies four square The gates are made of jasper and I'll see Jesus there I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there
Be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. 